Hey guys, thanks for watching The Naturalist Capitalist. Um, we only got an hour with James Corbett today, so I'm going to skip all the introductions, but we've got the usual lineup, Eric, Ryan, and James. How are you doing tonight, James? Uh, this morning, it is a little bit chilly in Japan, as Ryan can attest to. Maybe I should yeah, put on my beanie, as Americans would say. Toque, as us Canadians would say. What's it called? Toque? <laughs> Toque. Toque. Extra cool. points if you can spell that. <laughs> so james you're from canada what which part of canada uh my calgary flames hat and calgary flames uh mouse pad should give a a hint right. towards yeah. my calgary upbringing so vancouver no <laughs> <laughs> so do you talk much with uh friends and family back there and the hellhole that that place has become or yeah, yeah. Well, I've been out here 17 years now, so I'm uh, down to the last remaining straggling friends and family out there that uh, I keep in touch with. But yeah, I do. I do keep in touch. And it is a hellhole. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Canada. At least it's not Australia. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that could be a shirt. At least it's not Australia. Yeah, <laughs> It's getting there. They're so, number two, though. Like Canada's like right on their heels. Yeah. Sad to say. Yeah, so Ryan has kind of told us that Japan, I mean, they haven't been perfect, but they've been pretty good. They haven't had like extreme lockdowns and stuff. Is that kind of your opinion as well? What do you think about how Japan has handled everything? Well, there, yeah, there are no lockdowns here. Um, uh, th there isn't a huge mask mandate thing here, but that's because there doesn't need to be. As Ryan can attest, 99.9% .9 of the people, 99.9% .9 of the time are wearing masks. So yep. Japanese people do what they're told. And they've rolled up their sleeves for the vaccine, so they don't need mandates on that. You know, if yep. you don't need to force it, why bother? All right. However, I never wear a mask anywhere. Nobody cares. Yep. And they wouldn't tell you even if they did. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I see. I do notice the youth at night aren't aren't masking up. Yeah. They kind of do whatever other people are doing. So if you get... A few people not wearing masks, the other people take their mask off. It's weird. If you put them on, then they got one to put on. Well, we have no nightlife out here in the sticks where I am, and I wouldn't be out there even if there was. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, from what I've seen, I think you're right. Yeah. So, well, why I had, you... to, had to recruit some calendar girls? So, for a while there, I was going out. I usually <laughs> am here in my house too, but, and I used to live in the sticks, the stick sticks, and Nara loved it. I love the country. I, I like farming and all that, but. I had to move to the city. So moved what to the city right during the right as soon as COVID hit. So it's like, okay, I have to pay more. And then everything's closed anyway. Yeah, <laughs> early. exactly. So James, what drew you to Japan in the first place? Uh, just total blind happenstance. It wasn't a plan on my part for any particular reason. I hadn't studied about Japan. I didn't know any Japanese. I didn't know any Japanese people. Um, I was just looking for a way to kill a year. I thought, oh, I'll go teach English for a year in Asia. My first thing that came up was Nilva, <laughs> as I'm sure Ryan might know. Oh, about. there's um, quite a scandal there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I lived through that uh, as the bankruptcy was happening. I managed to get out just in time. <laughs> I was reporting um, anyway. on why the bankruptcy was happening as it was happening, because this is a company that they had, they were an English teaching outfit and they would get government money for, cause if you have anything to do with education, you get money, but they were subsidizing their failing hotel and other businesses with the money that was supposed to be for education. And then they threw the education wing under the bus 
to save their other businesses. And all these teachers just didn't get paid for months. And their whole whole model was just to keep expanding and expanding and expanding and more and more branches, more and more branches, more and more branches until it just exploded. Um, Mm -hmm. The Saru Hashi, the guy that was uh, running the company, had some interesting connections. And here's a bizarre story that I don't know if I've even ever told. But um, so when you got to the AAM level at Nova as the area manager, so like in charge of a bunch of uh, branches in your region, um, there was this ceremony where they give you the little purple pin that's supposedly like the Nova chrysanthemum or something, right? (laughs) But they're like super, super secretive about this. And you're not allowed to, you're definitely not allowed to ever let anyone handle your pin. You got to keep it at all times. If someone lost it once and they were freaking out over it. And I was asking around about this, like, what is with this pin thing? And like, they wouldn't talk about it. I, I ended up looking it up. Oh, it's the forget me not, which was the symbol of uh, Freemasonry in uh, Nazi Germany back when uh, they were being prosecuted. So they, they had to have a special way of showing their Mason Masonic, uh, symbol it was it was a forget-me-not it's literally the nova pin <laughs> the purple flowers in general are the chenrikyo cult or religion however as well reed yeah. we need pens for the force yeah. yeah we need secret <laughs> handshakes and stuff absolutely so, james i've been a, a huge fan of your work for a while man so it's really great to connect with you on here and obviously we appreciate you coming on um so I know, like you said, you're from Canada originally. So for people who've never heard of you before, um, what is it that really got you awake and aware of what's really going on in the world and got you on the path that you're on right now towards um, your career in reporting and research and journalism? Well, I guess from a certain perspective, I've always been distrustful of authority and pronouncements from people in power. Um, I've never bought and loan Oswald, uh, loan nut Oswald and that kind of stuff. But it was really 9-11 that got me interested in this in a, in a really deep way. And it wasn't just, it was the, uh, the process of starting to research some of that information that I was seeing online for myself was really what got the ball rolling on it. Um, cause it's one thing to just watch what people are saying or hearing someone make a pronouncement, but it's another thing when you start actually trying to dig up the documents and looking at it for yourself and, after that process, I thought, oh, okay, there's more going on here. But it couldn't, I mean, it can't be that. What's really happening? And then when I start getting into, you know, the central banking fraud and all of that, then, oh, okay, there's a much bigger thing going on here. So it was it was really uh, like a six-month pro- process of me going down the rabbit hole and deciding, okay, I got to start a podcast. So that's that's how the, the Corbett Report started, and I've been doing it for 15 years now. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Similar. I think Bill Still and myself were kind of the trailblazers on the banking and 9-11 stuff. Yeah, I uh, remember the Money Masters uh, watching that in late 2006. Yeah, that 90s, was a yeah. penny drop moment for me. We used to have double VHS tapes sent out to people. Yeah. <laughs> and then 9-11, it was really uphill because of all the, the what I call the kook movement pretty much took it over. And what everything I'd said just sort of got lost in the ether after like loose change and Judy Woods and all the weirdos came out. But yeah. So James, do you think with more information out there, it's harder to educate people because it's so easy to get distracted by falsehoods or do you think it's easier now because you can just reach more people? Uh, yeah, it, I, it's, yeah, there is a dilution that's gone on. Yeah. In a cer- certain sense, um, it was a very different space when I first started the website 15 years ago. Um, and in a way, yeah, I was much, it was much easier to actually, um, to bring information to people 
15 years ago. I was just thinking about this the other day because at this point, I mean, it, to a certain extent, it's part of my personal story is that now people know James Corbett of the Corbett Report and he said this and he talks about this and he has these positions. And it's more about James Corbett of the Corbett Report than it is about this specific information that I'm pointing to. And I always knew, I mean, that's that's the big trade-off of when you put your name and face to something is that now you're a personality and people are going to treat you like a media figure and all of that baggage nonsense. So it was a lot easier 15 years ago when I didn't have all of that behind me and it was just, oh, here's some information. Um, but also, yeah, the mainstreaming of conspiracy culture and of course the dilution that goes on with that um, has made it more difficult to get actual valuable information out to people because there's just so many sources that are pretending to be the alternative media at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah James so what and it... I used to work for the same lady. I won't bring <laughs> that up, but you know, I got out first you with, I wouldn't say work for, but yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. That's better. I worked with, I never listened to her. So, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, that was, you know, whistleblowers and things were getting gagged and that was happening in the beginning. But nowadays, the censorship, they don't even try to hide it. And a lot of it's because of the the Branch Covidians or whatever, but are getting banned. But, oh, I've been getting banned since 2005 from stuff. And uh, James just lost uh, over 500,000 uh, subscription YouTube, like over half a million. I don't know the exact number. Do you? Something like it, that. Uh, I took a screenshot just a week or two before it happened. I think it was 569,000. So what Jeff, did you say that was why, not did they even give you a reason? They never uh, well, uh, it was the three strike thing. So um, I can't remember what all of the three strikes were. It's just, it, I mean, every time it was COVID misinformation and it would just be, I mean, they wouldn't tell you what. But the third one was funny to me because it was uh, my podcast on Science Says, which was literally me talking about the philosophy of science and talking about Thomas Kuhn and people like that and, and re literally reading scientific uh, philo philosophy books and things like, like that. And that's Kuhn. what Paradise was the third strike that got my channel banned. <laughs> wow. I actually did a talk about Thomas Kuhn in Japan a long time ago, but that when you're talking about science, that means you're talking about Fauci because you know, he is the science according to yeah. himself. <laughs> well, I had a clip of Fauci in there, of course. So did you add the gym? Like, I am the liquor. No. <laughs> so James with what you said that got you banned uh, you know the narrative keeps shifting like hmm. stuff that we weren't allowed to say four months ago is now being reported by CNN so do you think if you said I mean I know you don't know exactly what got you banned but if you said those things now is there a chance that they would just ignore it do you think <laughs> oh no and no. no 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 I mean they're just looking for excuse to censor anything that's not coming from the mainstream perspective uh one of the I can't remember if it was a strike or a warning, but one of the videos that got removed back before they banned the channel was um, just, uh, it was a New World Next Week episode where we were covering Reiner Fulmick and the Corona Investigative Committee. And we didn't, I mean, it, it's not like I was saying, you know, this is the truth, man, and this is great. I was even being somewhat skeptical, like I'll believe this lawsuit when I see it, when it's actually filed in a real jurisdiction against real people. I, 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 that's all it was, was just covering the existence of it. But that got scrubbed, as a lot of videos covering that did. So, again, it doesn't matter what you say or it, what perspective you have on it. It's just they are moving towards the authoritative sources, and they're going to start scrubbing anyone who isn't playing ball. They just wanted to get rid of them because it's somebody they don't control. Got a pretty sizable audience, and they just wanted to get rid of them anyway. Yep. I mean, I, I got a strike. 
I didn't get strikes when my channel was deleted the last most recent time. Actually, it's not even the most recent because they got rid of two of my backup channels on the same day. But <laughs> right. they just 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 erase it. You're in violation of community standards. Same thing they did to Ron Paul. Just you're gone. But prior to that, I had one removed. And one of the strikes, the title was Palestinians are people, too. <laughs> Apparently that was racist or sexist or How something. How dare you? How dare we call them people? But yeah, mm -hmm. it's robots that are policing the thing. And everyone that says AI, I'm like, we don't have AI. Artificial intelligence, yeah. it's just it's bots. They're, they're not thinking or anything. We're, we're yeah. so far from ever having AI. Well, we have thing, AI. It's not like I feel like I was personally targeted like on a special list. Although I guess I was on a few lists. I did see some of them. But <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, it was it was algorithmic. And and some yeah. of it was just stupid and nonsensical. They they uh, I remember at one point they took down one video and, and then gave me a strike and said, you, you can't post for another week or whatever. And then a few days later, I, I, I checked and suddenly I could post again and the video was back. They didn't even send me an email telling it like this. It's all broken bot nonsense. They don't mm -hmm. even know what's going on. It's just, you know, obviously anything from any independent perspective is going to get banned. Um, that is 0% surprising to me. I've been talking for years and years and years and years about we need to start alternative platforms because we are going to be deplatformed from this. And uh, Ray Vahi of BitChute cited the Corbett Report as one of the inspirations for starting BitChute in the first place. Good. This is why we need this, guys. And I, I, I know even people in my own audience they're like, yeah, James talks about it, but they're not really going to. Oh, they deleted him. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. So you from the beginning were never reliant on YouTube. You never took any money from them or anything, right? You just not like one you, penny. you knew this was going to happen. No. So yeah. like, why bother? Yeah. No, no, I never. It, it was a principle thing. Like, I just I don't want their blood money. I don't want anything to do with them. But it ended up turning out actually very well for me because it meant I set up my whole infrastructure through, hey, subscribe to me through my site. And right. therefore, I still was able to continue doing this even after they scrubbed my channel. I doubt they would have paid you anyway. Right? I mean, they, a lot of people who auto qualified to be monetized or to have super chats, or whatever, they wouldn't really do it. And if you had started taking money, then they would have just deleted you quicker. Like, oh, because yeah, that that's, works. That's the thing. Right? I think that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. I never was allowed. <laughs> like, <laughs> ever. Yeah. It, it's whatever, man. I've, right. I've also been one of these people like we've got to have this we've got to have this and uh, there's gab and bit shooting odyssey rumble sort of 50 50 it's sort of the better than youtube but they still censor you know but um getter same thing better than twitter but still censors yeah, i wanted to ask you about getter james because you uh i know they have like uh some connections to china and um i've heard you talk a lot about china what do you think about getter do you think it's just a i mean i i actually did a bunch of free speech tests on there to see how free their speech actually was and i've had over 20 posts removed and they don't even tell you what they remove or why they just take them off and disappear them. but i, I figured you probably have an opinion on getter uh, I, I certainly haven't signed up for it. Didn't even think about it. I honestly, I don't care about social media as social media. I only care about places where I can post my work and content and generally video format. So, that, you know, I use Minds, BitChute, Odyssey, uh, archive.org. But uh, so I've never even thought about signing up for Getter. But from everything I've been reading on the sidelines, it's like it checks every box. Yeah, the mysterious Chinese billionaire backing and uh, a free speech, of course not. And um <laughs> 
I can't remember. Oh, yeah, uh, there's Facebook and uh, Google trackers all over their app and everything. You know, surprise, surprise. Does anyone expect anything different from these types of parlor, whatever, getter? I mean, they're all going to I don't even know. They lost their Amazon servers. Did they return? Parlor, I, you're asking? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I never, I never went on there. Yeah, like they lost, but Google, Apple, and Amazon ganged up on them. It's not because they were some bastion of free speech. It was just like, no, this is the right wing version of Twitter. And they said, exactly. Well, these are, I mean, to me, these are just the controlled left right versions of, you know, here, here's your flavors of ice cream, but I don't want ice cream. Yeah. You're eating ice cream. <laughs> so, James, a lot of people um, have been obviously talking about the Maxwell trial. So, I'd be interested in your takeaways from that and your thoughts on how that went. I, I have nothing insightful to say about that because I must admit I wasn't covering it carefully. Um, I think Ryan probably has much more <laughs> insight. Oh, yeah, I got a lot on Epstein and Maxwell. I've, I've been talking about Epstein now almost 15 years, but it was it sounded like a conspiracy, right? There's a guy, he's got an island, you know, but it's all true. Uh, but well, I think those, those terms are mutually exclusive. It was a conspiracy and it was true. <laughs> right. It's a true. Right. 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 into thinking right. conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not right. what I mean right. is it sounded like one of the loose changers. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, Oh, really? There's a billionaire with his own private Island and a ranch in New Mexico. And you know, oh, and he, Oh, and he's friends with Wexner and the mega group too. Right. Like, yes, yes, this is, that's, that's all real. There's Jack Posobiec and some of these people are putting out all this info. It's, disinformation yeah, and all ask. the names are sealed and blah 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 and no they're not it's quite the opposite she said i'm not defending any of these johns because she's already in prison and they're going to have to get their own attorneys and defend themselves and prince andrew's going down in flames right now and she still has an earlier perjury case to face um where she said she had no contact with epstein they have emails showing she did and then there's the Deutsche Bank portion of the white collar crime with Epstein that's still going to court. And John Luke Brunel is still going to have a trial. Peter Nygaard has a hearing on the 19th and 20 in a couple of days, actually. And he's actually connected to Epstein through Andrew and some others, too, doing the same kind of thing, drugging. He wasn't doing the massage groom thing. He was just Bill Cosby and people. Although I think Bill Cosby might not be uh, guilty, but you know what I mean? Drug anal rape all that fun stuff but there's a lot of court cases going on and they're blackpilling everybody going oh look it glenn i mean maxwell had her trial and we didn't get everybody on this map or something i'm like that's not going to happen anyway but you get a few of them just learn to take a w you know she's in prison and she raped all these girls and she's in jail for life that's a good thing you know yes we didn't get you know Leon Black and Les Wexter, and, and you're not gonna because they're billionaires. But some of them are going down, and in the court of public opinion, they lost bad, you know. So it's Eric. What is uh, Prince Andrew saying right now? Oh well, I actually I, before I said I don't sweat, but now I'm sweating quite profusely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sweat. I have a condition. Where did he fight Ryan the Falcon? The Falklands. The Falcon Wars. He had an adrenal. <laughs> Bike or something. It was, it was, I had a rush of, of, uh, of adrenaline between adrenochrome sips, and uh, I, was, just, I can't sweat. I don't sweat. But if you can't he, uh, sweat, it couldn't, couldn't be him. Right. There's no way. I was, at a, I was at a pizza shop with John Podesta. I don't sweat. I swear, I, swear, I don't sweat. Hmm. Yeah, that's so outrageous. Nobody's air remembers me them. is if someone like Prince Andrew goes down in flames, isn't he going to take someone with him? 
I mean, surely yep. he can spill some he, beans. He has to. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, they're, they're over there sashing around the throne with Kevin Spacey and Ghislaine Maxwell. You know, those pictures, it's like, what? What? <laughs> they both do Glenn and Ava Dubin. I think that's the next yeah. one on the list after Andrew. Yeah, the Kevin Dubins. Yeah. Maria Farmer has been tweeting about the Dubins, which is super based. No one even knows who they are. Right. Well, I mean. Oh, well, we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, people can figure out who they are. Yeah, I think um, that's, it's one of the biggest. It's one of the biggest contrasts between public interest in a thing and the media's lack of interest in a thing, right? Same with like the Hunter laptop. You're not allowed to talk about that on social media either. You talk about Hunter Biden, you're gone. Even in the debates, they're like, "Oh no, that's Russian disinfo," which is their just go to thing, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah Russian hackers, whatever. That's the meme, the misdirection. Mm -hmm. Trump's so up there yelling about the mayor of Moscow. Biggest hoaxes, like the Russia Gate, had to be one of them. Then there's maybe Rittenhouse, Mullet, whatever. I'm wondering what James would think of uh, the the conspiracies that the media supported. Like yeah. what would be the top five for last year? Uh, last year is a good question. I actually just was writing about this. I just posted it yeah. a few minutes ago. Um, my <laughs> article for this weekend was about the latest one, which is the Ukraine false flag. Russia uh, is false flagging Ukraine because they are... Uh, according to Jen Psaki, we have information is literally all that she cites as a source on this one. We have information that Russia has planted uh, uh, forces, undercover forces trained in urban warfare in eastern Ukraine who are going to attack Russian proxy forces in eastern Ukraine and then blame it on Ukraine in order to invade. So I was pointing out, obviously, wow, it's like the biggest false flag conspiracy theorists at the moment it's like are a false in the way. Flag about a false flag. Come on, come on, James. You don't trust Chucky there, okay? Biden's president, Brandon's press secretary, Chucky, the bride of yeah. Chucky. How about uh, Victoria Newland, who came out after the Ukraine ah, cyber Kagan's attack wife. that just took place and said, well, <laughs> you know, evidence, evidence. We know it's part of their playbook to use cyber attacks against their enemies because apparently that's uniquely Russian. <laughs> Therefore, I came closed. It was yeah, Russia. I was about to say, was her information from Victoria Newland or the K Kagans? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Hudson Institute. Kagan. Yeah. Trump mentioned it in his rally last night. They're always just going on about Russia, Russia, Russia. Everything's <laughs> Russia. You know? So he, he hasn't Amy, forgotten. You should get Joaquin Flores on to talk about Ukraine. He's been good on it recently. Or uh, Ray McGovern's been good too. The whole yeah, time, that guy's such a stud. He knows his stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's still he's still going, still sharp. So yeah, James, some of the um, early stuff I remember of your videos is obviously you did the incredible. Uh, you did nine eleven billions, right? That was your trillions. Tr I'm sorry, trillions, on, not billions. <laughs> trillions with Brandon's inflation, it's at trillions at this point. So you did that one. You did a really great documentary about Oklahoma City or a series. <laughs> on that and then you did uh obviously with other aspects of 9-11 you talked a lot about the israeli urban mover stuff um so i mean look looking back on all that i mean it's 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 all solid i mean obviously when you were making it you knew it was solid um but what are you are you working on anything right now like like documentary wise or long form videos that are kind of similar to those formats uh yes uh actually my first priority is to finish my new al-qaeda documentary series that I'm doing right now. I've got the first two parts up. Um, 
what is this title? I always forget the title now. False Flags, The Secret History of Al-Qaeda, I believe is the title. It's at corporatereport.com slash Al-Qaeda. So I've got the first two parts up um, leading us from the inception of Al-Qaeda actually going back before then up until we're at 9-11 now. And then the next will be the the next installment will be the War of Terror Years. So I'm going to get that finished. Really It'll be the longest documentary I've ever done when it put it all together. It's already three and a half hours. Um, and then after that, I'm going to be working on, I, I did a course for Renegade University last year on the history of mass media. Um, and I'm going to be developing that into some sort of some sort of documentary type thing uh, that, that I'll release this year because I, I know it sounds boring. Oh yeah, the history of media, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it is probably the most important thing that we're facing in our lifetime. The, um, I mean, hey, look, we're sitting here talking. That in and of itself is something that would have. I don't been think that sounds boring at all. Twenty years ago. No, I, I can't wait. That. I can't wait to see it. Now I'm hearing about this. It's really exciting. So do you do you kind of dig into like the Bernays type stuff, the psych, psychological mm -hmm. warfare aspect of media and propaganda and that sort of thing? I think more uh, more <laughs> McLuhan esque kind of. Uh, the philosophical aspects of media and how media uses us. It is not a neutral tool that we can use any way we want. It forms and shapes us who we are. And that's even scarier when we start thinking about the metaverse and what yeah. that means. And it is coming. It is coming. Augmented reality and all that crap is coming. So right, I, I think you better know. Eric, you know where state-run media started in the U.S., right? State-run media? Yeah, when the when the state took over the newspapers, that was stinking Lincoln. Abe Lincoln oh. shut down over three hundred papers, and it never recovered. They just had control just of the press from then. Morphed into Mockingbird with the CIA. Well, I guess it got a little bit worse over time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That that there's there's no lack of um, information there or content, James. So I'm I'm really excited to see that. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's you know it's it's going to be good. Really, I'm yeah. Really I, happy I, here. I, I read so much for that course. I was, and that was at the exact same time as I was starting my Al Qaeda documentary. So I, I had like fifteen books on the go at every, at any given moment. Um, and then after I finished it, I was, it, it, can I? Am I allowed to say this? It was a great course. There was a ton of info in there, and then it was like ninety people actually saw it. I'm like, I think, I think more people deserve to see this. Yeah. Did, so is the Al Qaeda documentary is John McCain on the cover. <laughs> uh, the Northern no, Storm Brigade. But he might be in part three. Who knows? Yeah. Well, his family's been involved with that. I mean, I think they had the flag at half mass when he passed away because he met with so many Al Qaeda groups in Syria. He's like, these are good people. Yeah. I know these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. My my part three is going to be all on. Uh, essentially, it's all about you know setting up the geopolitical chessboard, and you know here it is, but. This is how they actually used the Al Qaeda piece, and that, of course, is the the absolute nonsense of you know Al Qaeda is the enemy. That's why we have to go into Afghanistan and Iraq. But after Al Qaeda is our friend, that's why we have to help them in Syria and all of that. I mean, right. no, I'm going to get into all of that garbage. Yeah. I just started writing a book on Syria last night and was going. I was like, man, I'm going over my own interviews since they're all removed. You know. They're on alt censored though, and I was like, "This is really good." <laughs> I forgot some of the stuff, and I'm like learning it all over again. Yeah, yeah. specific stuff. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that massacre on April 9th. And you can see that in the Syrian war, especially, just open aid to Al Qaeda groups. 
and the media all ignoring it and starting the story in the middle, wait till the Syrian army reacts. Yeah, the CFR actually had an op-ed at one point, why we need to support Al-Qaeda now, or, or Al-Qaeda are the good guys now, or something like that. It just, it was ridiculous, absolutely off the charts. Yeah, there was a uh, kind of a magic line. They're bad in Iraq and good in Syria. Yep. Yeah. Funny how that works. <laughs> hey guys, is uh, Ryan's camera frozen for you too, or is that just me? Yeah, it looks like oh, I thought he was just—I uh, thought he was just doing that. Yeah, Man, <laughs> he, he's doing his—he's doing his best John McCain face. He's doing his best Reed Coverdale impression. You know, freezing up during the video. There's, uh, there's something wrong with the USB port. It did that yesterday. It was glitching out. And, all right. Well, we can hear right. you fine still. I think the, I, the IDF's attacking him right now. <laughs> Nobody watches these for my pretty face. So, <laughs> so James, I watched—I uh, think it was your video with. Uh, Thaddeus Russell and you guys were talking about the neocons and China and it seems like people are either pro neocon or pro China and Ryan's talked about this a lot like the Chinese government is just as bad as the American government and you talked about it a little bit in that video but what do you think about the the China US aggression going on and like are they both bad who's bad who's wrong about what just what do you think about it Yeah I mean it's one of those things where there's no clean hands like oh here's the good guys no 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 um, absolutely not. If people want the, the deep dive on it, they can go back to my work. I've done so much on this, but China and the New World Order would probably be the touchstone podcast to start from, where I go through the documentary evidence of how China came to be in as this rising geopolitical and economic juggernaut. It just suddenly appeared out of nowhere. No, it was a 50-year process of being built up into what it is at this point. And then they present you with the false choice of, okay, so either... You're a pro neocon or you're pro China. No, how about neither? How about they're the, they're on the same team or at least they're being manipulated by the same players? So no, 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 thank you. Um, but yeah, ultimately, if people don't know about it, there is a fascinating history about specifically how the economic ties were forged um, between China and the West in that period of the uh, the capitalist rotors and the after the death of Mao and Deng Xiaoping and all of that. There was such a fascinating history there that is how this 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 giant juggernaut just appeared out of nowhere according to a, a lot of people who just woke up in the past 20 years apparently it's the light switch brain we call it like well if not a it has to be b yep, yep. Uh, there's a lot of people that are just defaultly on team china because they they write and correctly see all the u.s imperialism and all that and they just think well here's the next biggest power and it's not america so yeah this is my team. I, oh, no, no. It yeah, like China is just such a wonderful land of freedom and opportunity. <laughs> China. They, they have more uh, homeless people than Canada has people. Well, they've got uh, ghost wow. cities they can move them into. Uh, what are yeah, they yeah well, they can't move them in there. They want, <laughs> they, yeah, do you know about the ghost cities, guys, yes. in China? Yep insane man they got a housing crisis and they also have all these empty commercial and residential buildings that nobody can pay but they can't let the price fall because of all the foreign investment so there's just cities and they keep adding on to them like oh this 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 isn't a bubble at all mm -mm. yeah so james what do you think about their threat to the united states as an economic power because they're economy seems to be somewhat of a paper tiger like their infrastructure is crap um, but what do you think? Do they actually pose a significant threat? Well, 
I mean, uh, I guess there's a few different ways of looking at that because one, you could say, well, it's not like the American dollar is so sound at this point right? or has been for decades. Um, but actually, I mean, at this point, China has more of a manufacturing productive base to work from than the gutted out U.S. industrial sector does at this point. So they, they might actually have more to show for it, even if it is just building ghost cities. Um, having said that, yeah, I don't... It's, uh, in a certain to a certain degree the the ruling monetary power of any historical period is always to if not a paper tiger at least it is built on the uh, the the wishes and goodwill of people around the world or more accurately the fact that they're all surrendering at gunpoint to whoever has the the most guns so if china can militarily back up their paper promises then they can act exactly as the american empire has for the duration of pax americana Having said that, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all a charade anyway. I mean, the entire international financial structure is a house of cards that, uh, as anyone who has studied central banking and what it is and how it functions knows, it's all a controlled rigged game in the first place. And it really is just about power. Um, So the question really then becomes, does the real controlling financial interests and power oligarchy, do they care about the American empire? Do they care about China? Do they just want to switch between one and the other and or keep them pitted against each other? It's really a question of what serves powerful interests more than anything else. And I, I think it has nothing to do with the actual economic calculus of it. Yeah. I think that's almost window dressing. It's yeah. it's about power. Like, you, for example, Google bleeds money keeping YouTube afloat. But they do it because they want control of information. Yeah. They're exactly. not doing it like this old model of all oh, the greedy capitalists for his profit motive. We're like, no, they're losing money, but they're keeping control, and that's much more valuable in a in a value yeah. sense than, uh, than that's the, the thing. That's why people can't wrap their heads around. Well, how? Why would they create something like the Great Depression if <laughs> you can gain power by sacrificing some of these paper dollars? Do you think they will not make that sacrifice? Of course they will. <laughs> It's almost like what if there was some kind of like crisis that was completely exaggerated and you could go buy property up for pennies on the dollar as all these businesses got shut down for some reason. And uh, I don't know, let's say like 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 Black Rock or Stone or something like that. <laughs> all this property in New York and, you know, suddenly crisis averted and you've got like a handful of people own all this prime real estate. Mm-hmm. People willingly complied. You're like, well, you know. I didn't want people accusing me of killing grandma. So, yeah, I just went ahead and got my eighth booster shot. And da, 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 da. Couple so the, the thing I the thing I always find baffling is I'll you know, we'll t- I'll talk to normies about this and they'll just be like, why would people want to do that? Like, why would people, you know, want to control so many people? Why would people just be evil? It doesn't make any sense. And it's like, well. Just look throughout history. <laughs> when has that ever not yeah. been the case? That's always what people are doing. That to me is kind of my go-to line at this point. It's like, for someone who's saying that, it's like, oh, so you've never studied any history. Right. You do not know that people throughout history have always attempted to centralize as much power in as few hands as possible. It's still happening today. If you if you can't get that through your head in 2022, I, I'd almost say there's no hope at this point. Yeah, they've been doing it a long time. <laughs> I really do think that our public education where it's failed the most is in teaching history. All they teach now is like atrocity propaganda blamed on like some sort of racial category to CRT BS. They don't have a firm grip of history. Not even, and I don't mean like 
from biblical times to now or something. They don't know recent history, even like from the 80s to now or even a few years ago to now. And uh, you can see the just astounding level of ignorance on very basic things. People, uh, well, as James was alluding to earlier, when you're talking about your film about the media, the psychology of it, I'll come across people that are like all these people talk about Kazakhstan all of a sudden. I'm like, you just heard that yesterday, right? You didn't know anything, not you, but like you didn't know anything about Kazakhstan. Don't act like you did either, as I know you couldn't even find that place until recently. Oh, but they've got these like really entrenched opinions about it because they just saw it on whatever their network is. Yep. And it really warps their reality. They're like, well, that, blah, 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 and it's just a fucking verbatim what they got spoon fed 20 minutes ago. Right. And I'm like, that's not even your own words. All right. And you think you came up with this <laughs> you didn't you're having your your narrative your reality created for you from television or your monitor or whatever and you don't even realize it yeah that actually uh i wanted to bring up this article i don't know how accurate this poll is i know polls are you know they're very heavily manipulated but there was a poll uh among democratic voters 59 percent of democratic voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times except for emergencies if they refuse to get a covid 19 vaccine uh nearly half 48 percent of democrat voters think federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of the existing COVID-19 vaccines on social media. So we could end up in prison guys, television, radio, or in online digital publications. So wow. like you're saying, Ryan, I mean, they just <laughs> like where they, they get these opinions people. from. <laughs> they think the vaccine stops the spread of the disease. And they also think you've got like an 80% chance of getting, of dying if you get it. It's like, no, you ha if you're in a high risk category, you got about a two percent chance, and basically zero if you're healthy and you're not overweight and you're young. It's yeah. You so this is why, as you say, this is why Google doesn't make profit off of YouTube. They don't care. They don't want that. They want the control of information. This control. is precisely why, because the most effective tyranny is not vertical tyranny. It's horizontal tyranny. Once yes. you convince enough of the public that these people who aren't doing what we're telling them to do are the enemy and you got to go after them, they don't even have to enforce anything. They let everyone else enforce it for them. Man, I've missed talking to you, dude. We'll separate for a while and come back together now and then. I'm like, he said everything I'm thinking when I say into this. It's great. <laughs> it's good, man. I often, a lot of people are like, you know, James, just because we both live in Japan. Yeah. I think we've interviewed each other four or five times. Yeah. It's, we've had a gap for a while. And I'm like, just because we live in the same, actually, you have met James, but like, just because we live in the same country, there's like, they, it's him and another guy, Black Pigeon, something. Like, no, I don't know that person, whatever, but right. Well, uh, looking on the map and seeing so small, yeah. you must think like right that's, that's a lot of base for one small country, though. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you, you can't, you can't disagree with that. That's that's a high levels of base. Yeah, there was yeah. a time where James, myself, Michael, Kyle, and Gillette Osmond were all in the same like Irish bar. <laughs> it was weird. I've got a video of it. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I was waiting. Oh, I'd love to have that because Mike's passed away now. I'm, oh, I was right. It's on my uh, it's on my site. Just type in Atsmon, it should be on. Yeah, I'll get it. Oh. Yeah. 
It's amazing right. there wasn't a predator drone flying in the area from Langley. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, you guys there under the same roof. So he used to come here a lot. An interesting guy. Sometimes I'd vehemently disagree with him, and later I'd be like, you know what? He has a point. <laughs> so, James, before COVID BC, um, how often did you go to Canada? Would you fly home a couple times a year or anything? Or uh, It was once every other year, I think, basically. Mm. So now it's been about three years, I think. Yeah. Mm. And now, uh, who knows when the next time will be? Because I ain't doing all the bullshit yeah yeah, yeah it sucks i mean good. canada i've been to most of canada i've been like yukon uh british columbia alberta and then like the entire east half it's beautiful beautiful country i love traveling there the, the canadian rockies and everything and have you been to sunnyville <laughs> uh i don't know his <laughs> reference like the second greatest show out of canada uh, okay letter <laughs> um, kenny it's my white trash go-to i love it <laughs> I've heard of it, but I'm so out of the loop. I don't even know. Oh, it's, it's so it's you might not like it, but uh, it makes me feel better if James doesn't know it too. So. <laughs> I'm not I've, the barometer to go it. by. All of my celebrity <laughs> references are like 20 years old. Yeah. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are still popular, right? But it's amazing like how quickly uh you know a society that just used to freely travel everywhere. Like I loved traveling to California and you know, going, I don't know, just going anywhere and in the last two years, this has become a different country. And I mean, it's just, it is amazing how quickly people can, you know, completely change their mindset. I remember I had a relative who at the beginning of all this crap, he was kind of laughing at it. And I was hiking in the Grand Canyon and there was this park ranger who was like 50 feet away from me. And she screamed at me to stop and not come any closer. And she got off the trail like 10 feet out of the way and put a bandana over her face. And then was like, okay like now you can come down and i told him that story and he thought it was the most ridiculous thing and uh now he won't see me in person because i don't have four shots <laughs> you know it's just amazing how quickly that can change yeah uh, do you remember back in march of 2020 i think it was mit had an article up on the new normal it was literally called the, the new normal and they even had the little graph in there that was showing over the next couple of years, we're going to go into lockdown and then release and lockdown and release and lockdown and release. And the public will eventually get habituated to this and start to develop new you know, social norms and stuff. It was, I mean, it's almost like they knew the game plan. Or something. <laughs> they, they laid it all out right there. And then that's, that's what it's uh, become. I mean, I live here in New Hampshire and we're, we're pretty good here, but towns are allowed to bring the LARP back if they want with chin diapers. Um, I went out to a town called Keene here in New Hampshire. It's kind of a bigger city. And um, we had to put the chin diapers on in the movie theater and going out to a restaurant. But it's... Uh, how's the, uh, how's the uh, Keene 6 or whatever? How are they doing? The the Keene 6? The, the guys... Uh, what is that called? Oh, God. Is it the LRN? I don't know. Uh, they got arrested for whatever, having crypto vending machines oh oh the oh right uh, uh ian freeman the guy yeah, yeah, in yeah. there and those guys i haven't heard much about that story i mean i remember when that happened but yeah uh, i remember when it happened i didn't see the follow-up yeah I, I don't know i know yeah he's he's had the feds knock on his door i think a couple of times there was the keaton six that's different <laughs> oh wasn't it the keaton five keaton yeah. five ended up being six but yeah it was always the keaton five you got that right. but james weaseled his way out of that one <laughs> again <laughs> of course he did. Well, you know, yeah. I, 
I have not been a culture warrior about this stuff. Like I, from the beginning, I was like, I don't care if you get it, like do whatever you want. Just don't make me do it too. But it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, how many shots is going to be too many? And it, some places like there are no mandates anymore and people are still, you know, playing the game. So it's like, okay, guys, when are we done with this? So I'm at the point where it's beyond just opposing government control and it's being an example. Like I walked into Best Buy uh, yesterday to get this microphone and I was the only person there who was not wearing a mask. And I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. Like I'm done, you know, being polite about this. Like somebody's got to do something to make people uncomfortable and make people realize that this is stupid at this point. Well, they're waiting for it know. to end. Like passively, like, well, when it's over, then I'll blah. I'm like, when but she gets up and says it's over, I'll take right. my <laughs> like, It's not gonna end until you stop complying. Like, you have to make it end. And they're just waiting for, well, when everybody stops wearing masks, so will I. Like, you are the everybody. Just stop doing it. You don't need it. Yeah. When you stop complying and you turn your fucking TV off, I can't. The, the people have asked me my take. I'm like, just turn your TV off. Stop That's watching tough. Legacy Mockingbird Media. Get don't get away from that TV and you live your life and just be happy, you know. They're like, wow, I never thought of it that way, Eric. I did what you said and I'm a lot happier. I'm not full of fear anymore. So if you can get at least one person, that's a victory. That's a white pill you got to celebrate. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah. pretty simple. Turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Take it off. Stop Stop looking at math. Yeah. Math. <laughs> <Not> everything. Right. Chin diapers. Yeah. So. James, how long do you think people are going to keep doing it? Because like in the States back in the summer of last year, most places or pretty much everywhere actually lifted the restrictions and people kind of stopped wearing masks and some people were getting vaccinated and they weren't too nosy about it, though. It was just like, oh, OK, like maybe this is over. And uh, even here in Utah, where we're pretty red in Salt Lake County, they're starting to go back and do it again. So do you think people are... Uh, you know, they're just programmable enough to keep doing this over and over and over again. Or do you think the over-programming kind of breaks people out of the matrix if it's too forceful? Uh, there, there are people getting shaken out every single day. And I hear from some of them. I've heard from a lot of people over the past couple of years who would never have listened to me before. But suddenly, what's going on? So that that is part of it, but uh, not enough as well. I mean, take polls like the one that you were just citing for what they're worth, which is... <laughs> propaganda so yeah i don't necessarily trust them but we all know people who are like that in our own lives and who do think that the the dirty unvaxxed should be excluded from society so unfortunately it's not waking up enough people quickly enough um i i don't have the crystal ball so i don't know but i can tell you there are a couple of ways this can go one of which is that we do get some moment where whatever, Fauci or whoever, in order to save Hyde and blah, 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 declares, okay, guys, you know what? We've kicked it and we're going to stop reporting the cases and blah, blah, blah. But not before they institute and hardwire in the infrastructure for the biosecurity state. That is what this is about at this point. And if they get that in place, it doesn't matter when COVID-19 officially ends. Um, because there will be something else next year or the year after, as long as they have the mechanism in place to flip that switch. And all of this track and trace mechanism for what's going in right now, that is not going to disappear. I can guarantee you that no matter what they declare about COVID-19, that infrastructure is there. And now the WHO just in the past couple of months has started 
the preliminary to a, a global plant pandemic treaty because look at this, you know, this country's locking down and this country's open and then this country's trying to sort it out and we all have different vaccine passes. You know what's coming. They're going to have the international health agreement that is going to supersede any individual nation state government, including the U.S., because the U.S. will sign up to it. They're a WHO signatory anyway, aren't they? So they're going to sign up to the global pandemic treaty, and that's going to hardwire in the infrastructure for this, which is, of course, as we all know, it is about dictating and controlling and in, and and moderating every transaction and the interaction that you have for the rest of your life. If they could take all of that power at this moment, they would not hesitate to do so, but they need to inch people into it a little bit at a time, which is why it starts as the vaccine pass. It's just for now. Why are you calling it a green pass? Don't worry about that. Shh, it's okay. Just go back to sleep. And we know this is this is the way they're going to try to in institute the control. So COVID-19, I don't know. They could de declare over this year that it could continue for years, but I know that the infrastructure for what's being laid is not going away. Yeah, Eric, you, you channel your inner Alex Jones to talk about microchips. <laughs> yeah, know, folks, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about uh, chips. Yeah, what was that Swedish company? Hey, guys, we we have microchips that could work in in va vaccines that would be good we instead were... of QR codes. I mean, that's ridiculous. So we got Jones himself, <laughs> but on it's the still line. a conspiracy theory. <laughs> James at Infowars, we were talking about the chips, the chips and guacamole, the chips and dip for years, folks, and it's happening now. They're rolling it out. They got their high tech tyranny, folks, and we're not going to stand for it. Go on my website right now. Type in James Corbett, get twenty percent off my anti new world order dick pills. Infowars.com. They're <laughs> <laughs> doing it. Vitality. Super male vitality, Canadian edition, James Corbett, get 20% off right now for words. No, but you know, Jones, and you know how I feel about that guy. He's right about the chips, man. That's, you know, that's just another path. They're like, yeah. well, first it starts with a little app Bill in your Gates phone. documentary about the quantum dot dye mm -hmm. tattoos. Bill Gates. That the yeah. microneedle arrays, are, they're going to be Dude. using that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it, the technology is there. The only question is how they can, can introduce it to the public. Right. That's why we need to get as many people absolutely outright stating, oh, that's stupid. Microchips, you're a crazy. No, I want people to be on record stating that as much as possible because they are yeah. going to be eating those words in a few years. Yeah. Your, your Gates documentary was just the ultimate red pill about him and his background and his family and what he's all about. And I've showed that to so many people. And I'm like, if you watch this and you still think that guy's a good guy and he's doing really nice okay. things over in Africa, like just get, get bent or get fucked with the cactus as Ryan Dawson would say, yeah, you know, fuck the cactus. yeah, I got, I was right. I was right about the chips. Like, crabby as i got older and more censored i just start cussing and more and oh fuck a cactus i used to be real serious and it's just such a clown world now i don't care <laughs> yeah. pete clown world ryan i go back and watch your videos from 10 years ago and you're a different person now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you, do you feel different at all right james now. i mean are, are you are you like where are you in the cynical hopeful uh spectrum do you oscillate back and forth? I'm sure like we all do. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, it depends on the day. But um, I mean, if I didn't have any shred of hope, I wouldn't be doing this. Why on Good earth point. would I be wasting my time here? So there's something. But yeah, I mean, I've never been airy-fairy about it. I don't think, you know, it's a slam dunk. There's no way we can lose. No, that's ridiculous, too. Yeah. Um, that's why I do what I do. And that's what motivates me. I'm um, somewhere between the Unabomber and the guy that wrote the Book of Revelations. <laughs> 
somewhere in that spectrum, yeah. Um, I, I, I was just thinking about this recently, is that over, over the last 15 years, I think the thing that's fundamentally changed is that now I am more, I am more confident in knowing that what I'm talking about when things like whatever, micro, microchips and vaccines and crazy stuff like that, the stuff that I talk about, I'm now more confident than I would have been in the past. Like I would have said, well, they can do this, but it might not. But now I, I've, I've made enough of those statements over the years that have come true, including my 2009 episode on medical martial law, talking about all of this crap that was put in place for post-anthrax. I was talking about it back then. I now know I am right about this stuff. I don't have to couch it and be like, eh, you know, the more vehemently I stress it, the more yeah. I will be proven right in retrospect. And it may take a year or five years or 10 years, but it will stand up. And I should be more confident in what I have to say. I think that's the only thing that's changed over the past 50 years. There was gain of function research on anthrax back in the day too. And they're all feel, taking pro and da 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 da. I feel that way too, James. I, my brother and I get a lot of messages. We do our podcast, Jackman Radio, and a lot of people that I went to high school with who thought my brother and I were batshit insane when we were in high school talking about the Catholic Church as a massive pedophile ring. We were talking about Epstein back then, talking about the Franklin cover-up. They looked at us like we were aliens with five heads. And now all this stuff has happened over the last almost 20 years. Um, and I get these messages from people I haven't heard from, and they're like, Jesus, you were right about that, man. You actually had the balls to talk about that when people called you crazy and name called you and shamed you. So I'm, I'm with you on that confidence, James. I definitely feel more confident about talking about it, and I don't put stuff out there unless I know it's backed up and actually factual. So Yeah, I, I think I mean, they bit off more than they can chew with the COVID stuff that bowled the frog too fast because all these people who got banned from – whatever platform for medical misinformation you know when it was just like the anti-war crowd and and like uh human rights people and stuff getting banned it wasn't really enough to make like a bit shoot or something viable <clears throat> but now uh you've got some a lot of influencers with you know tens of millions in their audience that have been pushed off youtube and twitter and so on and so now the odyssey's I've been on Odyssey a long time, but I never promoted it because I was scared. I wasn't sure if it was woke or whatever, you know, but they're viable now and they're getting better uh, and they're getting like super chat abilities and stuff. There's still issues, but I feel like it's serendipitous that so many people are being banned for the COVID nonsense because it's allowed all the other banned factions uh, a large enough audience to have a viable platform and take off. And that's all we need. Like once the media monopoly is broken, it's over for them because they're able to get away with that's like predicates everything else. That's why I agree with James too. like this media information. The course he was talking about, that is the most important thing is you can't change culture without media and you can't change politics without changing the culture. So like winning the media war is everything. And we are and right the best on the way I heard it recently because we've all heard that, right? Media uh, culture is downstream, of, uh, politics is downstream of culture, right? Yeah, but, but I say culture, culture is downstream of technology. Yeah, if we tech. do not have the technological platforms to get out there and influence the culture, then we've already lost. And guess That's who's controlling the technology? It ain't you and me, yeah, at this point. That's what Ted Kaczynski was saying about that's what he was trying to get out about technocratic dystopian nightmare that's our future he's warning everybody about but i do feel like we're not winning but we have like we've got our shit together now and I, this is the last time i'm gonna get banned like okay 
these newest things are pretty good on like, okay, we're not going to censor people. Right. And that's all we needed. We just needed a place to put our stuff and people to see it. It's just going to be the game of getting eyeballs on it because all the eyeballs almost are on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Right. But the more people they ban, uh, they're sawing the branch they're sitting on. So the yeah. more people who do that, the more viable the alternatives yeah. come. That that's maybe the other thing that's changed for me in in recent years is that I I'm I used to think about that mission of reaching out and getting as many people as possible. What that's still good. People should do it, but I'm I think I'm done with that. For me personally, I know I'm consolidating what I know over here, and now I'm waiting for people to come to me. <laughs> Screw all you who are, uh, laughed at me and wouldn't take any of this exactly. information and are sitting there on YouTube and Twitter waiting for the information to come to you. At this yeah. point, no. Sorry, yeah, I'm not coming to you. Yeah, hey James, I know you. I know you got to get going here in a few minutes. But uh, last question: How would you, um, how would you try to guide people who are looking for what's true? Because people don't even, you know, if they come across an Alex Jones, they don't know that they're getting sold a line of bullshit. So, how, what would you tell people who are new to this and are just like waiting in? How can they really know that what they're researching is factual? How did how did you tell from the beginning and what can you tell people who are trying to do that now? Well, everyone has an inbuilt BS detector and some work better than others. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and lecture people on how to do this and what to do. And, you know, th these are the people you should trust. Um, quite the opposite. I think that we have to simply focus on what we know to be true by triangulating information and never, ever, ever listen to one source and one perspective. And this is the guy that I go to for everything on this. That's stupid. No, try to triangulate information as much as possible. And how do you go about doing that? I hope I'm going to demonstrate that in the very near future. I'm going to be talking at the uh, Greater Reset Conference um, coming up later this month. I'm going to be doing a live demonstration of, James, how do you research this? And I'm going to attempt to research some questions live on air that I haven't looked at yet. So. It'll either be absolutely incredibly fascinating or utterly eye-wateringly boring because <laughs> a lot of research is boring. But at any rate, I can show people some of the things that I do when I'm looking up information and how do you triangulate it and what sources do you look for and where do you where do you do that? Um, I recognize not everyone out there is a researcher, right? A lot of people are just, you know, I got, I'm working my nine to five. I come home, the kids are screaming. I just need a data dump in a, you know, a few minutes. I don't know how you're going to reach people like that in a meaningful uh, way. As I say, I didn't really, really get into this until I started researching it for myself. And I think that's that's the ultimate dividing line. The people who are just accepting it as if it's some sort of popcorn entertainment versus people who are actually invested in it and trying to look for information. As long as you're trying, I think you're on the right path. And it may take a while and you might have to get burned several times before you start to learn some of the clues and things. But the most important thing is to be doing it and to be actively uh, attempting to seek information rather than waiting for it to come to you. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, James. This was awesome. Uh, great opportunity to talk to you. I've got your website and your Odyssey page linked in the description. Is there anywhere else you want people to follow you or anything other than that conference coming up you want people to know about? Just uh, stay tuned to CorbettReport.com. That's where I post all my stuff. So that's the best way to go. All right. Well, thanks, James. Uh, we're going to do our plugs, but if you got to run, you can go. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Us. Awesome. Great. Thank you, guys. James, great talking to you. Time again, James, if you can. All right. Take care, man. All right. See you later. That was incredible. <laughs> so, Eric, uh, 
Why don't you give us a, I don't know, who have we not? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what yeah, Clinton say about Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I got to say, uh, Ryan, I'm kind of worried. I'm a little worried because uh, he's got some of my golf clubs that I shoved up Glenn's ass uh, one time. <laughs> so there's some DNA probably on those from uh, the island. So I'm a little worried about those Randy Andy. So if you could send those back to Little Rock or to Mina where I have a CIA cocaine base. Please do that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that, J that James Corbett, what a sharp, sharp Canadian guy he is. Yeah. No, that, that was great, man. James is, like I said to him early on. Dude, he, was, uh, you just add, not just the impersonation, but you have a speech in your head. <laughs> well, you know, Dawson, That's I have, true talent I, right I have there. A, That's art. Thank you. Thank you. I have an acting background. My, Mike and I did Shakespeare festivals when we were kids in middle school and high school. And uh, I am actually, you know, a trained actor and uh, comedy and improv and all that. So it's uh, it's all it's all swimming up there. It's up there. It's an Olympic sized swimming pool of some of the most amazing knowledge you could ever imagine. All right. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe what I have going on in my brain. I got a big brain, Ryan. OK, big, beautiful brain. Okay. I had drama classes in high school, but I ended up being the guy playing the piano because only two people could play the piano in our class. And I wanted to do the acting part, but I had to do it because nobody else could do the music. That's incredible. Okay. I mean, I Dawson, he's both sorry. Class. I play piano too. Piano. We gotta, I, know how we'll to play to piano. I wanted to learn the drama part. <laughs> we'll have to do a duet. I think in, we need uh, a four horseman band. Yeah. Four horseman <laughs> house. I play guitar <laughs> and Mike's a drummer. Yeah, that's it right there. Dude, we got the four horseman Beatles right here. <laughs> You know, play in DC, dude. How fucking based is that going to be, Dawson? Do we want to tease that out right now to the audience about March? Yeah, have, we, have, yeah. have we even sure. talked about that yet? Uh, I, I talked about so. it with Addy the other day, so yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, give, give what's going on in March, Ryan? Why are you coming back stateside? Well, there's the uh, the till app or the man, I just call it the anti uh, APAC conference. That's not what they call it, and they don't <laughs> like me saying that, but um. That's we are based conference is what it's, it is. It's, hell, it's just, a, you know, a conference on the influence of the Israeli lobby, la, 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 la. But it's, uh, it's all the most based motherfuckers in one room talking about Israel screws up our foreign policy and everything else. So <laughs> it's kind of Palestine centric, but they do get in and talk about New Mech sometimes. Or I'd like to talk about Iraq and Syria a bit more, but whatever. Like there's... um just the biggest heavy hitters grant f smith's always there you've had allison weir there you've had um blumenthal I mean, blumenthal's always there nader's there roger and waters from pink floyd sometimes roger they, waters there. They were, Justin they were, waters there scott horton's been there Horton's um, bruce yeah gideon livy like just Livy's all good. just everybody man like all if you especially of the like palestine crowd is there uh, giving lecture type speeches? And there's also going to be a fancy gala dinner for socializing. First time we've done that, actually. Usually we just do all the lectures and then they serve alcohol at the end. Jim I was going to say, I drank with Jim Loeb and Justin Ramondo. I'm like, there's Justin Ramondo and there's Jim Loeb and we're drinking wine. This is awesome. <laughs> this, is, this is, you know, the first time we meet in person, Ryan, and I'm on a six-month journey of sobriety. I'm off the booze for six months, but uh, well, you guys can drink, and I'll enjoy some Pellegrino. 
I will be. I'll be on a, like an eighteen-hour flight, and and then having to turn around and do another one. So I will be drinking. And they give you they usually like look under your thing. You get a ticket for a free drink. Well, like half my friends are Muslim and don't drink, so I get all their tickets. He gives them and, all the comps for all the work that he does. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get a nice steak too, guys. We gotta go to a nice steakhouse where they let patriots, freedom-loving patriots, in to get a nice. Well, we're gonna have to be like Thomas Massey and go to Virginia because exactly you have to go across the river. Because I want to go across the Potomac and recreate Washington with Dawson. Do that and, and Massey. We can be like, hey Massey, we're gonna we're gonna cross the Delaware. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we go to the Dawson Farm. This is Nova. Um, plenty of alcohol there. <laughs> we're just we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna storm washington not the capital when i saw those insurrectionists storm my capital i cried i cried into my mask in my vaccine i cried into it i was so sad they let an insurrection with that that rebel flag in my capital how dare they <laughs> ah. Jesse, the body is dog shit takes, man. They've, they've I mean, been dog shit, man. Already on the state flags I, in the Capitol the whole time. I, know. I always stick up for the body, but he's he's just had some dog shit he's takes. Lost it, man, yeah. COVID and, and a lot of stuff. But uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm telling, uh, I've told a lot of people and, and they're like, wow, you guys are going to all be in D.C. together. And that, the joke I made earlier about uh, when you met um, Corbett, you know, it's a good thing. The Predator drone, maybe the Predator drone was circling around. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. We're going to have to be alert for drones. We can't tip off the, st the steakhouse location until after we've eaten. So, you know. <laughs> so, Eric, uh, give us your plugs. I know you got a, a Patreon that's, uh, that you want people to subscribe to. Yeah. I've been, uh, so I, for Jackman Radio, we have a Patreon account. And, you know, really, I want to build that thing up. Um, and, and I want to get to a point where I can just do Jackman Radio full time and dedicate all my time to it. Um, so it's patreon.com slash Jackman radio. And, you know, really the, the short term goal right now is to get, you know, 500 to a thousand monthly patrons at $5 a month. So the basically you have another way to donate to you. Yes, I have Venmo. Well, I'm not doing uh, Patreon and a lot of people. won't. Yeah, I, I can put, we can put our Venmo in this too. Uh, it's Senator Jackman 86 <laughs> is my, my Venmo account. Um, you have anything not owned by PayPal? That's great. <laughs> Yeah. No, but no, I've, I've been good, man. I, I, I haven't, I haven't gone over the line with my stuff and I'm commerce if you like, and then you don't have to give a percentage to a middleman. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. we got to talk. Cause I, I'm going to set up something and I'm thinking of skipping right over Patreon. I do have oh, a Patreon right now. Today. I'm not going to explain how, but what? because I'm see, I've always been banned on the exchanges. So like, why don't you do crypto? I'm like, I'm not allowed to do crypto. Right. And, um, but, uh there is a way it's obviously it's not really me but it is me but you know i can't have my name on anything but whatever there's a way so we're going to be getting um on a exchange i won't say which one it is because i don't want gabe hoffman running around getting it canceled but we're going to have the ability <laughs> yeah. to uh Fuck accept it pretty soon yeah but so i mean i i am building up the patreon i have some patrons now but i'd, I'd like to get it to a point where it's it, you know i can cover my bills and something where i could do jackman radio full time um so please anyone watching if you want to become a patron it's patreon.com slash jackman radio and we just five dollars a month from people who like what my brother and i do the hours and hours of research that we do uh all the entertainment that we give you from little rock and the cia cocaine strip and mina all of that you being a patron helps keep keep that going. Help us keep it going. <laughs> <laughs>
and you know, you, my YouTube channel, please subscribe there. We just got past 2000 subscribers on there and, and follow me on Twitter. I'm active on Twitter at Jackman radio and I'm on Instagram every day at Senator Jackman and at Jackman radio. Yeah. We got to get you on to odyssey or something. Eric, before that, they... Yeah. Let's everything you just named. I'm banned on. <laughs> No, I know. I don't have an Instagram. I'm not allowed on Twitter. I'm not allowed on YouTube. I'm not allowed on Patreon. I'm not allowed on Venmo or PayPal. It's devastating. Because this Gabe Hoffman guy goes around writing letters with his lawyer, being like, "This guy's a notorious Jew hater." Gabe Hoffman went after me. Like he, you know, uh, every, it's, it's, it's his sport. It's his, you, he, you know what I want to do, Ryan? I want to get together my crew from Predator. I want to find Gabe Hoffman and waterboard him. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Yeah, he he went after me when I was back on Twitter for two days. He was and he was like saying because I was naturalist cap then I was being a little more careful and he was like at right. naturalist cap is at Reed Coverdale trying to evade a ban. I was like, dude, fuck you! I've been back for like two days and you're already, yeah whatever. Fuck him. So. He probably who got you banned originally. It probably is. <laughs> he sits there and flags things all day. Anybody I associate, with, I'm like, whatever. Do to you. I don't Could know you, you imagine being that much of a fucking loser. That's what you do with your time. And you're what a lo- he's complete he's and total manless. loser. He's yeah, he's so you can yeah. kind of figure oh, there you go. Uh, so Ryan, yeah. where are you, where do you still exist that people can follow you? I have Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. I have VK, which is like the Russian Facebook. Based. And I call obviously my website, ancreport.com. That's the easiest thing. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I have a rumble. Yeah. I got it back. I was gone for nine weeks or something. And, you know, not, I don't really promote that because I'm pretty sure they'll take it away again. But, yeah, it's there. Um, it's extra, you know. Mm-hmm. Telegram's been getting bigger, though. I have a sub stack as well. Y'all, y'all on sub stack? You should be. No, I should be. I've heard, heard good things. Good. It's like Patreon, but not woke. That's good. Yeah. You, you can put these horsemen podcasts on there and. Why not? I, don't know. I drop yeah. I drop my Venmo info in the chat. So anyone mm-hmm. looking, um, if you want to give money to fund an operation, I'm going to be going on in the South Pacific. Please do so now. <laughs> yeah, if you um, oh, we had a shekel chat by the way. Uh, I forgot the big arena was open. I was simulcasting. Chad, all right, Rayson says uh, this is more exciting than live streaming a hostage situation on the Sabbath. Oh. I guess referring to the Texas situation. Good and God. Then he wrote, allegedly. <laughs> oh. Well, awesome. if they ask if they ask Fetzer about it, they'll say, "Well, I doubt there was even a synagogue there. I think that was some TV fakery going on, like they did in nine eleven." Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Biden did come from like a staged White House. Come on, man! A fake White House. <laughs> that was that was a that was a nice set for me and Vice President Shakala. We were given a speech from Wakanda, and we President. took some of the props from Wakanda, and we brought it to the set in the White House in the basement of Comet Ping Pong. Come on, man! We got Come some on. super chats. Uh, AE says, "Holy cow! Two champions of truth right here. Thanks for putting this together, Reed. My pleasure." Uh, let's see. What does this one say? Would love to hear. Oh, well, Corbett's not here anymore. Sorry, I we couldn't take any quit. Like I didn't even. I don't know how many of you jumped in uh, at the beginning, but he only had an hour, so we didn't even do intros or anything. Uh, but here we'll ask Ryan instead. Would love to hear what Ryan thinks about prospects for an explicitly anti-partisan media group. Partisanship rots brains and leads to hysteria. I mean, I'm pretty sure James and I probably think the same thing on this. 
but I'm not to put words in his mouth, but that's kind of what we're doing. I mean, that's sort of what Odyssey and, and BitChute and all are. They're not partisan. It's just, yeah, post what you want to post. You can put leftist garbage on Odyssey. They don't care. You know, yep. it, it doesn't matter. Um, but it does seem like of the two that the left is more hyperactive on censoring than the right. But you, you can't be like, oh, the right doesn't censor. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, maybe not as much. Getter. As <laughs> I've actually, I've been censored more on Getter. And I was going pretty hard, but I've been <laughs> censored more on Getter than on Twitter. I've actually. If you wrote what you wrote on Getter on Twitter, you would get banned. Yeah, I mean, there were some things that I would not get away with. He but something, get million. <laughs> right, he I wouldn't did, just get banned, he'd get showed. I, I did post something on Twitter that got removed on Getter. I forget what it was, and it didn't get removed on Twitter. Hmm. But um, I've only had two posts taken down on Twitter. One I got banned for on my old account, and then I said Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. And I said that a lot, but for some reason, one of them triggered the algorithm. But uh, yeah, Getter... You know, you just get yeah. some dedicated hater that reports everything you do until they get your race. Yeah. Uh, Jess Core says, I'm interested to learn how much China has invested in our U.S.-based colleges. I heard some figures recently that sounded so high it was hard to believe. I don't know if you know anything about that, Ryan. That and the, uh, all these, like, so-called Confucius Institutes that are just, like, kind of like the National Endowment for Democracy is their umbrella NGO in Ukraine. The Confucius Institute is China's umbrella, Ukraine inside the United States. Uh, but we're talking about higher learning, especially heavily invested, um, including uh, some of this gain-of-function research went back and forth from China to the U.S. and Canada and the U.S. back to China. So I don't have a number, but I'm sure it's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the system is down, giving us 420. Uh, by the way, I've got that's Dan Smots. You guys should go check out his channel. He's actually working on making me a new intro. He's a professional video editor, so that'll be coming soon. Uh, I'm getting rid of YouTube. Where will I be able to get this content? Odyssey. We'll be able to get it on Odyssey. Um, and I'm probably going to diversify even more. But uh, right now, that's the other place. Uh, let's see. What are y'all's thoughts on the next thing being insurance companies dropping coverage late to stream? So sorry if it was already discussed. Nope, we didn't talk about that. So I'm assuming that's with vaccines. Well, they have no liability anyway. So I guess that'd be your private health insurance. And they go, no, nah, we don't cover that. I can see that happening with bastards. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that not being a stretch and that being a thing that they'll get consensus on, no problem. That'll be a pre-existing uh, condition, not being vaccinated. <laughs> you got to go, you got to get triple boosted, quad vaxxed to fight the Omicron variant and the Shakala variant. When is, what does it say, T-I-L-A-P-E? Israeli lobby and its influence. Da, 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 da. That is oh, March okay. 3rd and 4th, Washington Press Club. You have to have a ticket. You can't just walk in. I think you have to have a vaccine passport or card too. So that's what it is, March 3rd, March 4th. And independent of that, I'll be screening my new mech film. So you can come to that. I just know this as the anti-APAC convention. So. Yeah. The, the base convention. We're going to be all dressed uh, wearing spoons in solidarity with the prisoners who escaped. The, the, the drone strike convention. Is, 
despite having these organizations and money and everything else, more people know it as the anti-APAC than anything else because I half the fucking people there are the ones I brought there. So back when I had a YouTube. But, oh well. Yeah, guys, as far as I go, um, I am on Twitter again for now uh, at Reed underscore Coverdale. Uh, and then I am on, uh, if you go to my link tree on Twitter uh, or on Instagram or on YouTube, uh, you can just follow me on every single link there. I'm on like Gab and Float and Locals and I don't know. I'm just trying to be on everything. Um, but like I mentioned, I am going to try to start moving this channel in a more monetized way kind of like eric is hoping to and on, uh, i do have a patreon but i am probably gonna work with ryan to get something that just skips right over patreon straight to something yeah. that'll be secure I mean, you're losing 20 uh, percent. don't yeah. do that yeah and they're just immoral as fuck like yeah i i can help i can let you borrow one of my nerds and um <laughs> He's got nerds for hire, Reed. You know, yeah, they're no. there. And for two, yeah, I want to promote too. Um, tomorrow, I Reed had her on his show recently. My brother and I are having Maria Farmer on Jackman Radio tomorrow at five thirty Eastern. So, everyone watching, if you want to uh, hear from Maria and just get her latest and some updates, and we're going to try and talk to her about things she hasn't talked about in a while, or um, you know, a, a question she may have not been asked before, um, we're going to get her on tomorrow. And that's that's my uh, Jackman Radio YouTube page. So it's just Jackman Radio on YouTube. I think Reed put the link down below. So she needs to talk to me. We're doing a live why. stream. She yeah. talks to everybody I know except for me for some reason. Message her on Twitter. I know you hate doing that, but that's the easiest way to get. Yeah, she she loves your work, Ryan. She, yeah, loves, she loves you. She yeah, we, we all love you. Okay, everybody everybody loves Ryan Dawson. Okay, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Great guy. Um, well, yeah, that's tomorrow at five thirty Eastern for everyone watching. So tune into that tomorrow on Jackman Radio. She's always dropping truth bombs too. Yeah. Oh, she's based. Uh, I will be having Dak Rouleau back on Tuesday. And then on Friday, I'll be having Kim Iverson on the show. And then Saturday is Phil Labont and James Lindsay. So that's going to be interesting. So make sure to Here's check another out. Another one that talked to me about Epstein. Who's like, that? Lindsay? Kim Iverson. Like, oh, Kim Iverson. Yeah. That would be based. <laughs> That'd be life defining. All these people that are halfway there. And like, um, I can yeah. tell you the rest of that, but. First four horsemen woman uh, appearance right there, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that would be everything. Yeah, I've already had her on once, so she's uh, she's pretty based. But um, but yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Sorry we only had James for an hour, but that was a hell of an hour. So uh, this will. Oh, I want to see his uh, media documentary. That's I like, can't wait to see those. That that dude been... been do that for a while. I and mean, I don't feel like it, so I'm how happy I don't have to do it now. <laughs> yeah, James will do it for us. Yeah, yeah his, like, yeah, his work's yeah, whatever. That, that'll his be work's good. awesome. Yeah, it's gonna that'll that'll be great. All right, guys. I need to do that in the future. Like, are you working on this? Because I oh good, I can do something else. <laughs> yeah, can you do this, please? Well, as as always, boys, it's fun riding with you from here in Minnesota, between Minnesota and an undisclosed location in the bar. You guys give meaning to my life. I love you. <laughs> And right, I can't guys. wait till March. Peace. We'll lie. Ne next month is going to be number 12. Horse full number, year of Four Horsemen. This is number 11. So uh, March, it'll be a full year. You, you know, can but... get Jeremy from Ragecast on. I've had a few people. I did a show yesterday, but uh, he's also been sister and all that. Fucking funny. You and uh, 
Eric, you and Rage are gonna have to go back and forth with your impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Love bring it. my A game. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next stream.